so welcome and good evening, good morning. Welcome to Oldham Lee and me. We have Gordon Oldham and Eunice Chu with us on the Legas International Podcast. We're so excited to have you guys here. Thank you for having us, Brianna. Good evening. And it's good morning here in Hong Kong. Yes, good, good evening to you, Brianna. So why don't we go ahead and let you guys talk about the firm a little bit, introduce who you are, how long you've been around, maybe what kind of practices you guys have, et cetera. So we call ourselves OLN for short, and we really do see ourselves as the Hong Kong independent law firm, a business-focused law firm with um, over three decades of experience in almost the entire spectrum of the practice areas. So what do we do? We do corporate commercial transactional work. We have a tax advisory department. We have a disputes department that does litigation and arbitration, um, intellectual property property, private clients, and we also have a China practice. So we currently have about 100 staff members and over 45 lawyers, which has been a significant increase of uh, fee earners since um, maybe the last quarter of last year. And so um, it's been good. It's been good. Um, The lawyers that we have here come from different jurisdictions. So we're qualified in obviously Hong Kong, but also in China and where else? France. Uh, I myself am Hong Kong and Canadian qualified. And we also have um, French lawyers and lawyers from the United States. the approach we really have is to leverage our legal tax and commercial expertise um, together with our local and international law knowledge because most of our files or most of our clients are international with Hong Kong being an international city. Um, and we provide our client with a more rounded uh, approach to business solutions. Um, we, we see ourselves as a, a one-stop shop, if you will. Um, Gordon? Yes, you've, you've said it all. Uh, Brianna, um, we are a business-centric firm, which probably doesn't surprise you sitting here in uh, Hong Kong with uh, it being an international business center. I think that we, uh, we don't do any criminal work, but quite frankly, we do everything else. But we are known as either, um, people know us either as litigators or they know us as business, uh, business lawyers. Um, I say that because we have a very active dispute resolution uh, team. What I think distinguishes us a little from other firms, in fact a lot, is that we have developed what we call service lines, which are a little bit outside of your normal common guard law practice. So for example, we have as a separate unit, uh, corporate secretarial uh, services, Uh, We look after something like um, 2,000 Hong Kong, uh, Samoa, BVI, Cayman Island uh, corporations. Uh, We do that because, of course, everybody, not everybody who is operating in Hong Kong is actually sitting here. So you will have a number of Americans or you have Europeans who have a business presence here, but they don't actually have somebody. So they need somebody to look after it. Uh, and that gave birth to another service line, which a lot of people don't have, which is the uh, accounting. So we have OLN accounting services. We also have a very active trust department uh, that 
stems out of the fact that we do a, a, a lot. I wouldn't say the, yes, I would say the majority, probably about 60% of our clients are high net worth individuals, uh, company owners, business owners. Uh, uh, so we do a lot of offshore work for them, uh, trust. We have a very active, I've hived off the IP, the intellectual property services. And uh, one last thing, which you won't find, well, there's only Baker McKenzie and, and, and DLA have it in Hong Kong, which is a separate tax department. It used to be, well, it still is the case that we have a very simple structure here in Hong Kong as far as tax is concerned. <clears throat> Just so your listeners get jealous, we <laughs> corporate tax is at 16 and a half, an individual is 15, and we have no uh, and we have no capital gains and we have no VAT and we have no inheritance tax. So uh, truly little attention has been placed on tax in the past. However, if you are an international firm and you are dealing with international business brand, et cetera, et cetera, every transaction will have uh, tax ramifications. So we have a couple of uh, dual qualified ex-Deloitte, ex-PWC uh, accountants with us who are also lawyers. And we, that, I guess that's been one of our fastest growing departments or service lines in the past couple of years. So there you are. Uh, who on, who on public broadcast is going to say as a lawyer, there's a lot of things we don't do. Um, we, we do everything except criminal work. Uh, and uh, as I say, or rather as Eunice says, we've grown um, actually notwithstanding tax and uh, COVID, probably because of COVID and we've been able to concentrate. Uh, there's been a lot of great opportunities available. We've actually grown during uh, COVID, which is mm. which is good. Voila, that's it. Wonderful. And now I know you guys. Speaking of growing, you have OLN Online that you just kind of put into place recently, right? And it's been uh, doing well for you. It's been doing very well. OLN Online. What is it? Well, it seemed to me in the past twelve months that uh, we lawyers we 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 we're talking the talk, but we're not walking the walk in so far as technology is concerned. Uh, I guess just as there are very few transactions that don't have uh, some sort of tax implication here in Hong Kong, especially being a center of startups, there's very I don't say very few, but the vast majority have some sort of technological uh, aspect to it. So I thought rather than uh, being behind, we should jump into that space. Uh, and to get our feet wet, I came up with something uh, concentrated just on startups uh, and, uh, and SMEs. And it's online. It's um, an association with a uh, software provider. And what it is actually is we offer templates which are, uh, can be created online. So you give your answers and it will churn out something uh, for you, which will give you a fair idea whether it's a shareholders agreement or whether it's a, a loan agreement, a joint venture, uh, IP, et cetera, uh, applications. It's really uh, like a lot of things I regarded at this stage as really uh, uh, um, it's hardly part of our CSR program, but it is probably a loss leader for us. So you pay a monthly fee and you get access to our library. 
after that, of course, we would hope that they would consult us on things that aren't covered by uh, online. Mm. Uh, and it's really, call it if you want to be uncharitable client generation. It's, uh, but the main purpose is to get our lawyers familiar with startups, familiar with technology, uh, because the technology is there. It's just that we lawyers, uh, even the youngsters, and I'm not talking about me being an old fart that knows nothing about uh, uh, technology, but youngsters, trying to get them to record their time, try to get them to, to empathize with a, a startup who's just doing his killer app, et cetera. Um, it's not so, you, you mentioned your little five-year-old is on an iPad. One would have thought that, you know, a lot of the people, uh, youngsters working here, it's been the same thing with them, but no, they prefer writing out things longhand and recording hours longhand, et cetera. Anyway, online is, uh, is just to get our feet wet in the technology space. And from here, we are, uh, uh, my aim in the next year is to come up with another service line, which is a technology advisory. In other words, I'm recruiting now people, not necessarily lawyers, who know about that space, who can mm. advise and perhaps short circuit some of these young guys or whoever, uh, these new entrepreneurs and advise them so they can concentrate on what they do best, which is coming up with killer apps while leaving all the boring stuff, the uh, fundraising, um, uh, all of the mistakes that other people have made, trying to get them to avoid that. Wonderful. Well, I have a feeling you'll have a couple follow-up questions on that. So be prepared by the time that this goes to air. We have a few, I'm thinking specifically of our firm in New York, who's always trying to be, you know, bigger, better, faster, stronger, understand technology better so that they're mm. recruiting the right people and growing the firm in the right way. Uh, but I won't take up too much of your time, but I have to know because these things are important. I have some this or that questions for you so we can get to know you <laughs> a little bit better. I think, you know, for me, it's difficult uh, being in Michigan because we don't have really nice either one of these things, but are you guys more beach people or mountain people? Beach. <laughs> beach. Hands De down. Definite, definitely mountain. I'm, I'm a Capricorn. Uh, that means that I enjoy going up hillsides and mountains and uh, by fortunate coincidence or good design, one of the, one of the two, uh, I spend and have spent a lot of time in Nepal. Uh, and because it's a landlocked country, you don't get many beaches there. So, uh, and I don't know whether you realize this, but it's got quite a few mountains in it. So for me, definitely mountains are the way to go. Mm, I love floating in the, the water, whether it's green or blue, I'll hopefully either green or blue and uh and just uh chilling chilling on the beach um we do have some good beaches in hong kong but they're nothing compared to beaches in the vicinity of hong kong like uh, in thailand or indonesia or um where, where else the philippines yeah um, I feel like uh, I what about you brianna I, you know i have to say i, I love them both for what they are but since I'm living in a place that has winter, you know, I say seven months out of the year, I, I definitely go for the beaches when I can. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I have tried climbing mountains before. I can't say I was super successful at, at the actual hike. Uh, my husband and I went in Slovenia because he's Slovenian, um, uh. northeast of Italy. And um, we had a good time. He made it to the top and it was beautiful. I, however, did not make it. I, it was. <laughs> what do you mean you it. didn't make it? <laughs> well, I got about an hour and a half up the mountain and we started at like 4 a.m. And I was like, guys, <gasps> I haven't even had coffee. I can't. I cannot do this today. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I don't know if you guys talk much about something like this, but if, if you had to be an animal, what animal would you be? Crocodile. <laughs> a crocodile or a rabbit. I, I know they're contradictory, but the rabbit is because Chinese. My Chinese sign is a rabbit. And funnily enough, every time I read about it, I say, oh, that's me. So uh, not a million miles away. Uh, <laughs> The crocodile, because I do tend to grab something and not let go until it's finished. So, and then, you know, they're not particularly dangerous. <laughs> I, perhaps I shouldn't have said that crocodiles. Not, not, crocodiles and lawyers, you know, they, they are very often found in the same sentence. <laughs> but if you really have to pick between the crocodile and the rabbit, would oh, it rabbit. be crocodile? Ra rabbit. rabbit. I mean, That's yes. much cuter. Can, Come on. Well, I, it's not so much for the 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 the, the cuter, but you know crocodiles they seem to be in the water all day doing nothing and then <laughs> just snap and no that's not me i prefer to be um uh, i'm much more boring i'm thinking cats and dogs because i like them both and i think ultimately maybe a cat because like you were saying, the cat gets to lie around and then they get people to come to them instead of, I don't know, I, either one would be would be sort of good. But I like being human too. <laughs> they say dogs have masters, cats have staff. So yeah. I can imagine yeah. why you'd like it. Lastly, and hopefully not too prolonged, but if you had to teach a class in something besides law, what would you teach it in? I'd have to say without hesitation, confidence. Uh, because, you know, I, I'm not clever enough to teach anybody a competence, in other words, you know, a contract or tour or No, uh, to me, confidence is the cornerstone of the success of anybody. Without that, uh, I don't say you fail, but you won't come out of the shallows into the depths. Uh, and with it, you can actually achieve a great deal. Um, in fact, you can transcends your transcend your actual competences uh it's and and it's something that is not taught and by confidence i i i simply mean you know we all have a self uh, a, a self value uh we we think uh, think imposter syndrome think i'm not good enough i shouldn't be here uh, and it's like leadership of course some people are talented uh, and you, they say you can't teach leadership, but you can. There are techniques, skills, mindsets to adopt that can actually improve that. And the same with confidence. And it comes, and to me, it's 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 something that starts with a, a child. And you know that's why I believe that that you should never kill the spirit of a child. That is that that's his essence all through uh, mm. adulthood. Uh, so confidence, and as I say, there are techniques and skills and mindsets that you can, I, 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 I love the whole thing. <laughs> I can't yeah. tell that you're passionate about it. 
Um, Our firm is actually running a series of training programs for our fee earners that teach us a variety of things. I mean, it, it doesn't target confidence as a separate topic, but uh, through the various exercises that we do, um, that's what we end up getting, or that's what we hope we end up getting, one of the things. Um, what would I do if I weren't a lawyer? Was that the question? What If you yeah. had to teach a class in something besides law, what would you do? Oh, right. Um, I would teach about cleaning up and organizing your space and getting rid of things that you don't need that no longer serve you. I mean, like material things. We can keep things tidy and organized that way. <laughs> so I'm a that, closet um, closet cleaner. I don't know if there's such closet a Closet queen. That's why <laughs> she works in yeah. an empty room. She's got rid of everything. Yeah, it's very, I got- Hey, listen, they have they have programs on TV about how to arrange your this and arrange that. that. Yeah, That's that would be like my, I, yeah. I, if I weren't a lawyer, I'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> really, it, it, it makes me feel very cleansed. What's and, a typical uh, living situation in Hong Kong? Well, uh, I, I was just about to say, uh, you know, where the average house is, uh, uh, average apartment, and never house, never, 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 not unless you happen to be a multi-billionaire, uh, where the average uh, flat's got to be, what, 500 square feet, if that, but uh, uh, a big, big percentage are in less than that, and big families. Mm. Uh, so um, there's not much covered space to be cleared out in the, in the first place. I mean, you, you, you guys in America, you yeah. know, your, 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 your imperative in life is to collect stuff. So, That's you know, true. more and more stuff and, and you've got the land. So you expand for your stuff. Oh, no. Uh, Eunice would have an absolute field day. I mean, yeah, I, I go nuts. Um, like when I visit family members back in Canada, uh, I just go crazy and I start rearranging everything for them and throwing things out. They're like, what's your problem? I guess it's part of being trained to keep a, a small place tidy because my place in Hong Kong is not big either. It is clean though. And I try <laughs> to make it as big as I can by getting rid of junk. No, unfortunately we have uh, one of the most expensive real estate markets in the world. So, you know, this. Well, that 500, that 500, that 500 would cost uh, maybe 1.2 million US. <laughs> so you, you, so you, 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 you get the drift. <laughs> 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 the, 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 the property, pri- the, but there's a significant number of people living in government funded housing, right, Gordon? Like the, the one eighth of the population, one tenth. I, I, it's not quite as high as Singapore, but I mean, I'm not saying that the public housing would offer a great space, but um, the, the government does offer something, although not enough. Yeah. I mean, we get we get great salaries just for your your listeners. Don't be fooled by the fabulous uh, uh, fees and the fabulous salaries because. On average, somebody's giving maybe 30%, 35%, 40% in rent. That's the killer. They see the top line of salary and commissions, etc. Yeah. And then they see that to have a half decent place, they're, they're going to be forking out 
six, seven thousand uh, US a month in rent. And uh, it, it's amazing. Not good. Yeah. Anyhow. Well, you know, I really enjoyed your guys' time. And I'm, I really do appreciate you taking the time to let us learn more about you as people and as a firm and Hong Kong in general, I suppose. So just thank you so much again for, for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, thank you very much for having us. Absolutely. You all take care. You take Bye. care. Bye, Brianna. Bye. You were supposed to ask us, do, do you want to say anything else? Oh, do you want to say anything else? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. Have a good evening.